Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again for us to unleash the warrior within. Are you ready? Well, let's get going. Hey everyone, welcome back. It is good to have you here, and for those of you watching on YouTube, glad you're on the, the channel. Hey, you know what? Last week, I had done a um, an episode on healing from the inside out, and I told you that was part one. And today will be part two. I know, big surprise, right? <laughs> Anyways, I um, have had a good week to kind of think about how I wanted to approach part two. And you know, it's like I've said in the past, um, for those of you that are new, I kind of do a lot of this based on my own personal experience and where things lie throughout the, the, the seven days between podcast episodes. And, you know, sometimes something big will jump in my lap and it'll be something I really want to talk about and I think is important. And sometimes it's someone I meet that kind of does something, jogs something in my head. And um, this week was definitely one of those where um, I have talked to a few people and I have heard a few stories and I have seen a reflection of some things by the way people speak on social media. And when you tie all that together, it kind of hit right up the fairway with healing from the inside out. And I say that because um, with this part two, I'm kind of touching on similar similar things, right? If What healing from the inside out means? What does it look like? What am I talking about? Um, for me, and my personal journey, because I elected to amputate, my healing took place prior to my surgery. Some of it, not all of it, some of it. Um, at least a big portion that helped me jump the hurdle, so to speak. And um, I know that in some respects, I'm a lucky one for that. And there are many of you out there that are listening that that isn't the case for you. Um, there's been an injustice and an unfairness, so to speak, um, for your circumstance. And I know I can really only speak from my perspective, but I will tell you that what I do speak is not because I know better for your situation, but because I know what worked for me. Okay, so I just want to make that clear right now. Um, I always do my best to cover the bases, talk about my own personal experience, and let you know that this is one way things can, can happen, okay? But each one of us is completely and 100% individual from the way things happen to you in your life, to the journey you're on, to how things are working out now, and what your future holds. We're all in a different pattern. but some truths are the truths for all. And one of them is that once we can heal inside what's going on, we can then begin to mend the outside or the external side of us. When I say this, 
what I really want you to see and hear is, and, and a big one, and I'll tell you, it's interesting for those of you that do know me, um, my faith plays a big part in my healing and my acceptance. And ironically enough, even church this week spoke about forgiveness. And this is kind of the path I really wanted to talk about with part two is, you know, there may be something in your way that is not allowing you to emotionally or mentally wrap your head around where you're at in your journey. And I know for a fact that there are many of you that I've talked to that are struggling because of an accident or um, some life-threatening illness that you went to the hospital and woke up and you were missing a limb or several limbs. And, you know, really a lot of it is perspective in the long run. But before any of perspective can happen, there has to be an acceptance and for some of you, a forgiveness. And, you know, thinking of, of someone in particular right now in my heart, um, I really pray that this person finds some forgiveness because I do not think holding on and being angry and bitter about the circumstance that happened many years ago and still holding on to that is going to help this person heal. And to heal, we really do need to heal from the inside outward. You're not going to just, you know, lose a limb and then start working out and dealing with it. You, if, if you can't wrap your head around where you're at and what has happened to you, whether it was a choice or not a choice, whether it was taken from you viciously or through an illness, until you can get your head around what you've gone through and and either forgiven the person that wronged you or accepted your fate and your journey, then you're not going to be able to feel the full effects of living your life. And you know what? That's what this is all about. Um, the reason that I started this podcast was so that I could try and hopefully use my journey to help someone else figure out their journey. Even though we're all very different in our journeys, we all have a very similar path, and that is the ups and downs, the goods, the bads. We all deal with it. There is no one that goes through life joyfully, easily, and without some kind of anxiety or battle or controversy, right? Where there's a fork in the road and paths have to be taken. We all have it. No matter what you see on social media, and I am a big proponent on be careful what you watch on social media because there's a lot of fake out there, but there's also a lot of this is me at my best, and that little snapshot is only a couple minutes of this person's day, and the rest of their day might be just crap, <laughs> to be honest. And so, you know, sometimes we post when things are good, one, not to worry our friends and our family, but also to like be proud of ourselves for where we've been. You know, I've, I've been there. I was so excited when I first time I skied. I didn't do it glamorously and it wasn't beautiful, but I did. I got up and I was proud of myself and I wanted to share that with you. But that doesn't mean that it was an easy path or if it didn't, it didn't strike fear in me too, because it was frightening 
going down a slope on one ski and praying I didn't wipe out and destroy my other knee. So, you know, just be careful what you see, because I think a lot of people compare themselves. We all fall trapped to that and we compare ourselves. And you know what? That comparison will just eat away at you. If you don't start just comparing yourself to yourself from the day before and you start using other people, everybody's different. Everybody handles their situation differently. Everybody's environment is different. Everybody's mentality is different. Everybody's fight is different. Everybody's pain tolerance is different. You've got to remember that because if you don't, it's going to end up messing with you. And if you can't write yourself up in your head and in your heart for your emotions, then you are going to be stuck in this purgatory, so to speak, of just not being able to feel like you're good enough or you'll ever be good enough or you'll ever get over this or that or this. And that's that's wrong. I will tell you right now, you can all do what you want to do, but your mindset has to be right. Your, your heart has to be right. And you've got to accept where you're at. Now, of course, I say that because it's so much easier for me, right? It is and it's not. I It was easy for me, but it was also a choice. Like I could have been really angry with the the kick heard around the world for me. The the moment that I kicked someone in karate and tore my MCL was the downward slope of my life at 2013 to today. But it was the choices that I made from 2013 to 2018 that m- made or break my, I don't even know if that even sounded right, but either um, was a way for me to get through And that was all choices, right? The choice that I made was to try a new surgeon, to try another surgery, to to research, to not give up, to continue with PT every week for five years. Five years, you heard that right. I was going mostly in those five years, three times a week without a break, without a break, unless we went on vacation for a week, without a break. Then there was times where it was two times a week because even my PT is like, you need some break. But I was so afraid of too long of a break and having things get worse. I don't know how they could have gotten worse. I am now an PT, so I'm not sure what I was thinking. I guess I always thought that I would heal and that I would get better if I just had enough drive. As time went on, I started to realize and see the signs and even hear from surgeons that I was kind of on a path where I might be thinking amputation. I need to be wrapping my head around it. So I had maturity level, so to speak, on reaching that and maturing into the thought that this could be what my path was meant to be. Does that mean that I couldn't be bitter about what happened in karate that day? Of course I could. I could be angry. Could I be bitter about the surgeon that did this wrong? or couldn't help me here, or couldn't do this right, or whatever. Yeah, I suppose I could, but I never did, because I knew that what was happening to me, I was kind of accepting along the way that this was what was supposed to happen, and I knew I was giving my all, and I knew I was picking surgeons that were giving their all, and there wasn't one surgeon that I regretted. Well, maybe there was one, but there wasn't really any surgeons that I regretted going to and having them try. And I knew that each one was their best efforts, whatever happened as the outcome. 
And, you know, and then when it came to find out that it wasn't really any of their, their problems, it was the way my body was made. Um, for those of you that don't know, I have arthrofibrosis, which is basically a fancy term for hyperscarring. And um, the problem is, is it's something that's a part of my DNA. And I've been told that if anything were to happen, it's a hyperscarring in a joint. So if I have another knee replacement or hip surgery or something with my shoulders or I could have the same effect of the hyperscarring happen in those joints. And yeah, that frightens me a little bit because I like to be active, but I also don't want to not live my life thinking that this could happen again, right? So, you know, you don't want to live in fear, that's for sure. But with all that being said, you know, the choices that we make along the way, I could have easily been down on out on everything. I mean, in those five years, I gained like 55 pounds. It was a slow gain over the years. So it was acceptable, acceptable, acceptable. So I looked at myself and went, whoa, yeah. And then I had to figure out how to deal with that and work through that. And that was another thing to accept where I'm at, but accept that that is not the end point of my life, right? That I can make changes still. So healing from the inside out. You know, a lot of that comes down to making the right choices, right? But like I said, forgiveness, moving forward, and um, continuing our path on the way we'd, we'd like to go and and not giving up. Um, you know, there, there's, there's so much that can, that can grind us down from day to day. Um, you really don't need to harbor negative feelings any longer than necessary. And like I said, I know easier said than done for some of you. You're probably like, yeah, whatever. You didn't have to deal with that. You're right. But I do know someone that has, and I also know that they are struggling with high pain and struggling with healing and struggling with moving forward with their amputation. And I know their heart and I know that they are angry and very, very bitter and very vindictive about the situation that happened and the person that put them there. And I know that if they would just release that anger, then they could start to heal. And that's, that's really, really important. Um, I also talk about how, you know, sometimes when we need to heal, we need to be active. We need to be, um, you know, we need to take the bull by the horns kind of thing. Um, you know, I talked last week, an example. Um, I'm a very active person, um, pretty type A, um, pretty high strung. Uh, a lot of times I will use coffee and um, and that really gets me going. But um, I talked to you guys last week about this magic mind. And you know what? I wanted to report to you that I am now uh, eight days into taking it's magic mind is an energy shot um, with very little caffeine in it, but it's an herbal supplement with like turmeric and matcha and, and honey and ashwagandha and, and things like that in it, all natural. And um, I'll tell you what, it is the craziest thing. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I always have a lot of energy. So I thought, you know, I may not even feel any effects to this. I really, I, I was kind of skeptical, I have to say. But I have to tell you that um, I'm pleasantly surprised that um, without, and I, I don't even know how to explain it, like without even feeling like there's something happening in my body, 
you know, like how caffeine can make your heart kind of flutter some and kind of pound a little bit at times. Um, you might get shakes or whatever. I've got none of that, but I'll tell you what, I have noticed a clarity and a productivity in me that surpasses anything I've ever had before. Um, it's it's weird. I, I can't explain it. And it's just a little tiny energy shot. Um, just like a little, like, you know, like the five-hour energies, but not with all that sugar and garbage in it. It's it's literally just this little tiny drinkable shot. I put it in the fridge and I have it in the morning. Um and I don't even need my coffee in the morning. I usually don't have it till after I've actually worked out, but I don't even need that um, to get myself going. Use that. It's been phenomenal. And, I, you know, if you are interested at all in jumping into that and giving it just a, a go, we're having a challenge right now, 14 days of magic. Um, you can use my coupon code and it's BU14, B-E-Y-O-U 14. And you'll get a um, a discount on your first um, your first run of this and try it out. Let me know what you think because it's it's amazing. And if you hashtag uh, 14 days of magic on social media and post um, tag me in it, then there's a chance that you could win um, a free subscription for one to three months of Magic Mind. So give it a shot. Um, I, I bring it up because you know, quite frankly, if I wasn't productive. I think that I would be feeling and and harboring on on my phantom pains because my phantom pains are 24/7. Um, it's interesting because usually at least once a day someone will ask me about that. Honest to God, truth. Um, usually at the gym, and um, but you know I've had people stop me in the grocery store. <laughs> First they ask if I'm a, a vet, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I wish I could say I was that I serve our country because that's a beautiful thing. And then they'll ask me what happened. And then they'll say, is phantom pain real? And I'll be like, very. Um, it's all the time. It's 24-7. But I don't call it phantom pain often. I call it phantom sensation. Um, because it's usually just tingling or burning in my foot. And it's not painful until it really um, flares, depending on how hard I'm working on my leg um, and in my socket. And then the phantom pain usually happens at night when I take my socket off and everything kind of floods um, now that my leg's not held in by my socket. Um, but every day, every day, and I tell you guys all the time, if I wasn't productive and had focused goals and things I wanted to accomplish every day, I would probably be thinking about it way too much. And then it would probably drive me absolutely nuts. So this has help. This magic mind has helped because I'm always on the go anyways, but this just felt feels more calming and relaxing and I feel happy and it's just great. Not that I don't always feel happy, but there's just this weird, someone asked me, does it feel clean? Yeah, I guess that's a word you could use. I feel clean. Like I feel just my head's clean. I'm productive. It's awesome. So give it a shot. You might be surprised, but check out the ingredients too for yourself. Please Always do that. Research things, but I think you'll find that it's um, a very interesting product that you want to give at least at least a 14-day trial on because it just it gets better every day. I'm like constantly on the move. So back to our healing from the inside out. You know, today um, I had the honor of being around several amputees <clears throat> at um, the Limb Center, which is my prosthetist office here in Phoenix. And 
we were doing a photo shoot for their office, their office space, their website, things like that. And it was really kind of neat to talk to other amputees that I don't normally see. Because when you go in, you're usually one-on-one -on -one until the next appointment, and then you're out, they're in. So you don't really sit and talk with them. And I don't have any amputee friends per se that I hang with. Um, everybody else is, you know, a biped. And, um, and so it was really kind of fun to hear people's stories, to see where they were at. And, you know, the people that were there are people that are succeeding at being amputees. And when I say succeeding, meaning they can smile, they're happy, they're well-adjusted, they're moving, right? They're mobile. And they all kind of had the same outlook, that they are grateful for what they've been through and they are happy that they are alive, that they are happy that they have people that support them around them. And, you know, when you talk to people like that, it just kind of rubs off on you, right? It's kind of a, they fill your bucket, you fill theirs, your stories kind of match, but yet they're all very unique and very different. But truly the thread that I have seen through any amputee that I have talked to that is doing well and seems adjusted, they are, they are okay with where they're at. And in situations like mine where I chose it, I wouldn't change where I'm at and what has happened to me because the people I've met, the experiences I've had, the maturity and growth that I have had internally um, has surpassed anything I ever thought that I would go through in my life. You know, it, it made my very good, pretty normal, straight, narrow life completely off track, but yet all the same amazing. Uh, I am a, a richer person for the relationships I have built I am a richer person for doing stuff like this and reaching at least one of you that one of you will say, I'm glad I'm not alone. I'm glad someone else understands. I'm glad someone is speaking about this, talking about this. But you know what? It really does come down to healing inside. You can do whatever you want and you can BS your way through telling people you're good and you're okay. But until you really really believe that inside you're just masking what you're going to have to address and what you're going to have to um, dissect within yourself till you come to the realization of yeah it's okay to be angry about your circumstance it's okay to wish that it wasn't this way it is not okay to sit in that space own that space and never leave that space because you are doing nothing for yourself. And if you are a part of a family or your own tribe, you are doing nothing to contribute what you can. And you are by far more capable than you think and more valuable than you know. And the way you hold yourself, the way you conduct yourself, and the way you address your life circumstances says a lot about who you are to the people around you. And you'd be very surprised how you can motivate those, even in your own family, when they see how strong you are with accepting your circumstance and owning it and running 
running the world with it. You know what I'm saying? Like getting out there and being you. And I'll tell you what, if you really, really, truly want to adjust and love your life and move forward, then you must first begin to accept where you're at. And that healing will do wonders. Now, for me, what really kind of kickstarted my true healing, like I had accepted where I was going to be. I had the chance to do that. I had four months from the time I planned my surgery to the time I had my surgery. And I went through a roller coaster of emotions in those four months. But by the day of the surgery, I was there. I was ready and I was okay with it. That was the choice I had made. I was going to, I was going to own up to it. I was going to do the best with it. And has it been easy? Of course it hasn't been easy. Why would amputation be easy? I mean, everything from feeling weird to missing a leg and a foot that, can I just tell you the first couple weeks when I'd have a really bad itch on my foot that wasn't there, that is maddening because there is nothing you can do to itch the itch. And it's like, if you've ever had a cast on and you've had an itch down inside and you can't really reach it, that is what I'm talking about. And you, you're trying to pound on that. I pound on my, my prosthetic a lot when I have an itch that, that I just can't reach. And, uh, <laughs> it is, it, it's, you've got, that's when I go, okay, I've got to think of something else. Cause that's going to drive me nuts. But when you, when you go through all that and you've accepted that, you know, there's just, there's something that's just so powerful about just getting out and saying, I can do whatever I want. Why couldn't you? Like, because you're, you're an amputee or because you've fallen ill or because you're struggling with this or that, you can't just do what you want to do. Well, of course, within reason, um, you know, if you've got foot surgery and you're laid up in bed, well, no, of course you can't go out and run a half marathon. But what can you do? And that's, I think that's where the problem is, is sometimes we're holding on to this, like, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. Well, what good is all this? We we start to focus on everything we can't do, and and we don't focus on everything we can do. You know, your life isn't over because you are an amputee, or you're, you've gotten sick, or you're struggling with a medical issue. But... I know it can be wear, wearing on your, your body, your soul, your heart, whatever. But we need to we need to figure out how to get past that. And it's not going to be an easy, an easy road. You you're gonna have to constantly repeat positive mantras to yourself every day. And just like anything, like if you go on a diet or you try to eat better and you you go to a party and everybody's drinking wine or whatever there and you weren't going to have any and you have some, well, guess what? Tomorrow you start again. That's all it is. It's not, well, that's it. It's over. I guess I'm not going to do anything. No, you've just start over and you, you, you go, you get back on that horse and you just do it again. And speaking of horses, where I was going with that was what I found is that even though I had accepted where I was going to be, accepted my amputation, woke up happy and in a good place versus scared to death and anxious, which is what I thought would happen when I looked down and my leg was gone. What I ended up finding out was I can put on a good front and, and it wasn't a lie, but it was 
if I'm going to do this, I will own it and I will just smile and I will get through it. Did that eliminate pain? No, of course not. But did I talk about it all the time? No. And sometimes my husband doesn't even know that I'm dealing with something until the, there's a point where there are times where all of a sudden I will, I will lose it. And I'll be like, I just, I can't do anything anymore. I'm so fried right now. It hurts so bad. I can't get past it. And then he helps me and we do something else and we redirect. But we went, I'm guessing it was probably maybe, maybe a year after, not even a year after my surgery, probably six months after my surgery, uh, we went to a resort um, that kind of, you know, phones away and, and kind of live in the moment kind of resort. And I wanted to do equine meditation to see what that was all about because I love horses. And it was in that 30-minute, 45-minute time frame that just coming up, and it only took a couple minutes actually, coming up to a horse that I was going to try to connect with. And I was very uneasy on the uneven ground, trying to walk in a new prosthetic. and. Um, when I finally did get up to the horse, it was clunky. It wasn't smooth and quiet and gentle. And I swear to God, that horse looked at me. I looked at it and I was like, oh, and it walked away from me. And I was, I was heartbroken. Like it knew that I was uncomfortable, like totally uncomfortable how I walked up to it. I knew it wasn't gracious and, and calm and soothing the way my gait was. I was clunky and awkward and and off balance. And when I'm like that, when I'm like, maybe my socket's not fitting well or whatever, I'm very self-conscious about how I'm walking. I'm also very nervous that I might trip and fall. And um, I'll tell you what, that horse saw right through me, right to my heart, right into my soul, called me out as a bluff. Like you are bluffing. You are not in control. You have some issues. And, you know, I kept it together, but the tears were welling up in, in my eyes. And I was like, I can't believe how vulnerable I felt in that moment with that horse. And, um, that was the moment I was taken to equine therapy. And now I'm in the middle of getting certification so that I can help other amputees, um, see and the reflection and find a peace and a calm and a centering so they can heal from within. And I'm very excited about this. I'm hoping to have my certification done by spring and um, working with my horses right now to get them in that behavioral state of mind where they would be good horses to be around. Just to be near, to smell, to see, to hear, to watch, to breathe with and everything. So that's how I spend my time healing inside. And you know what? I do that almost every day. In the last few weeks, I've changed my schedule up to make that a priority. And I do, I'm with those horses every day in the morning, Monday through Friday. And that is my healing for two to three hours every morning where I'm just grooming them, calm with them, giving them treats, talking to them, sitting and watching them, sitting in their stalls with them. And it's, it's beautiful. And that every day helps me reconnect with my heart and helps me adjust my thinking and move forward. And I'll tell you what, it's amazing. 
I really, really probably could do 16 parts to healing from the inside out, but I think after two, you guys get the gist. If we cannot accept our circumstances where we're at, no matter what your circumstance is, it could be that you have, um, you know, lost a job. Maybe your relationship's on the rocks. Maybe you're having a problem with one of your kiddos. Um, maybe it's your health. Maybe you're an amputee. Maybe it was taken from you. Maybe someone was taken from you. If you aren't accepting where you're at and you're stuck, and like I said, this takes time, depending on your situation and who you are and what kind of support system you have around you, each one of us will have to deal with healing from the inside first on our own time frame. There is no set time frame. You don't get a day to grieve or be angry. You don't get even just a year. It, it, it is what it is. What I'm telling you to do, though, don't hold on to it because that's stopping you from really living. And what I want for you is that you live your best life. And you can, no matter where you're at. It is a mindset. It is a healing from the inside out. You can have that kind of lifestyle. You can still live the life you want but you really do need to heal the inside first. And when you realize that and you can come to grips with that and you can be okay with that, then you will then start really starting to live what you were meant to live your life out like. You will find that things are going to look brighter and happier. Outlooks are going to be better, more positive, and it's going to start to all come full circle for you. I promise. But you need to give yourself that time and have some grace with yourself. It's not going to happen overnight and it won't be easy. Nothing great will ever come to you easily. It is something you're going to have to work for, but that will make it all the more beautiful when you finally heal. And I'll tell you, it is going to be the most beautiful thing you ever go through. So if you are struggling if you are angry, you know, it's okay. Our pastor said this week, just because you forgive someone, you're not get, letting them off the hook or telling them it's okay what they did. You are just leaving that for the higher power to deal with so that you can move on and get away from that poison that's destroying you on the inside, that's keeping you from being you, to, from being happy, from being relaxed and, and living your life. So forgiveness, it's going to take time. If you have to forgive, give yourself that time, but work on it. Now it's the end of our episode. And at the end, I always like to do a call to action and you can probably guess what it is. And it's kind of similar to last week, but it, it really is. Um, I think I'm going to direct this towards people that need to forgive. You may need to forgive yourself you may need to forgive a stranger for doing something to you. You may have to forgive someone you have to live with. But if there is something that is angering inside of you and you're, it's in the pit of your stomach and, and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're, you're bitter and you're looking for revenge or vengeance or anything like that, or you're feeling like this sucks, this isn't fair, what I want you to do is start working on forgiveness. Start trying to let it go. 
and start understanding that you are worth so much more than what you're putting your own self through because of what somebody else did or said to you. You're more, more than that. You, you deserve more than that. And all you're doing by being angry at someone or something is punishing yourself. And if you're like me and you've, you're an amputee and you've been, you know, you were in a car accident or whatever, you lost your limb that way in an aggressive way by some negligent driver, or you were on a bike and you had a car accident, whatever, you know what, you've already been punished and it's hard enough to deal with being an amputee or struggling with a medical issue. Why would you want to punish yourself more by being so angry inside that you can't even see clearly or see things as beautiful in your life. And imagine what that's doing to relationships in your life, friendships, uh, spouses, children, parents, whatever it is, it will be, if it's not now, it will eventually affect them. There's going to be people that will leave your side because they can't take watching you just bury yourself in this anger anymore. So it's time to forgive. And it will be a journey and it's going to be a day of uh, things seem to be good. I'm forgiving. I feel forgive, like I'm forgiven that person or that situation. And then there's going to be days where you're just something strikes you and you'll be angry, angry, angry. And it's okay. The next time start over just like a really bad diet that you can't stick to start over. It's not the end. If you fall off, and you get angry again. Just start over. Each day, start over with the fact that you're telling yourself, I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going to forgive the situation. I'm going to forgive myself. Because some of you might be holding on to something that you did that is really holding you back from being you. So forgive yourself. You know, you deserve more than that. So I, I really hope that you find this um, enlightening. I hope you understand with all my heart. I, I hope the best for you. I wish the best for you and I pray for you. And, you know, you can always reach out. I would love to talk. And, you know, I big things are coming in the future for me and what I want to do and how I want to approach it. If you're not following me on Instagram or Facebook, you can look for me as BA Warrior 360. Jump on and introduce yourself. I'd love to get to know you. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.